1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and tonight we are talking about a subject that is quite emotive that of gang violence, an issue we know strikes at the heart of our community and something that we speak about very often in our community and, of course, on this radio station. So it's been a deadly month in some of Cape Town's gang-ridden communities. Riddled communities with scores of people killed in areas including Eastridge and Beacon Valley in Mitchell's Plain, Strandfontein, Pontierville, Hanover Park, Lavender Hill, and Sternberg. Authorities have had their hands full as turf war unfolds in different areas. So, tonight we want to understand what are the shifts or formations in gang territories that is resulting in this upsurge in shootings, and at the same time, we have political parties such as the DA entering the fray, urging government to support to deploy the SA Defence Force to gang hotspots. We've seen DA leader Musi Maimane leading a march to Nianga Police Station on Thursday, telling the crowd of demonstrators that failure to do so was quote, "...continuously putting the lives of residents at risk." Unquote. And you will remember that at the height of gang violence last year, former Police Minister Fikile Mbalula promised that the army would be deployed to protect communities. Now this week, Police Minister Beggy Kele briefed the media and said the army will in fact not be a viable option as it is not trained for that purpose. Well tonight we have several guests in studio and we'll introduce them soon and we'll be unpacking this issue. And of course you are also welcome to join in on the discussion. Our phone lines are open throughout the show. You can phone us on 21 4423530. And of course, you can WhatsApp us to the number 072-238-0712 or send us an SMS to the number 47913. We'd now like to introduce our guests and I'll start on my right. You can basically just introduce yourself and tell us where you are from.
2: Well, thank you very much for having us in your studio here tonight and uh, uh, on Voice of the Cape 19- 91.3 in the Greater Cape Town area. Um, greetings to all out there, all the listeners. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor Owen Hendricks, and I'm from the Westridge area, Mitchell's Plain. I also represent a, a forum called the Concerned Clergy Western Cape. Fantastic.
3: a good evening, everybody. My name is uh, Pastor Dean Evangelist Dean Ramjumia. I reside out in uh, Beacon Valley, explained and had been involved with in this space I'm also very much a social community activist and, and a human rights activist. so I've been in this field for quite some time and also an executive member of the Concerned clergy in Western Cape. And uh, yeah greatly concerned for what is currently happening
4: with our communities. Uh, good evening to you and all the listeners. Uh, just once again thank you for the platform. Um, that you've created for like-minded individuals okay, such as ourselves to collaborate across the Cape Flats to talk about the serious issue. I'm Grant Abrams, and I'm from the Bonneville Joint Peace Forum.
5: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Colson Minky. I am from the Lavendale area. I'm also an ex-community worker who has been employed for 15 years in the area of Lavendale. I'm also a former activist, UDF member, ANC secretary. So I come a long way and I've seen a lot of things and today's violence is not just on.
6: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh to all the listeners of the Voice of the Cape. My name is uh, Mawlana Shafiq Abrams. I am residing in the Hillview area in Levenhill Steenbrook area. I'm the Imam of uh, Majid Al-Umar and
1: I present also the United Ulama of the Southern Suburbs. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what I love about tonight is that all our guests are from communities which are affected in some way or another by the social issues that we are discussing. You aren't some, I'm going to be very frank, you aren't politicians sitting in a fancy office who's far removed from where the violence is happening. You are from the community and that's it. In the heart.
3: Uh, That's right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think we'll start off, let me just check the time because, yeah. So I think we'll start off the topic, you know, by just kind of unpacking the extent of gang violence in your areas you can all just depict a scenario um you know if you can just inform our listeners what you are dealing with and what your challenges are anyone can start yeah yeah Okay, let's go. Yeah. Mind, we don't mind. like dead air on the radio. <laughs> sure. okay. sure. Yeah.
5: I will tell you, as as a retired community, as a retired ex community worker, for the area Sea Winds, Hillview, Overcome Heights, Military Heights and Montague Village and the Channel and the Greater Lavendale, I am devastated realizing that for All the years we had gangsters in our areas. We've had gangsters for all the years. We cannot say we never had gangsters, we had gangsters. We had gangsters for all the years. But the generation of gangsters that we now have, we are sitting with the problem that the generation we now have are trigger happy. They are so trigger happy that they do not care who they kill. In our area for the past month, plus minus 50 people has been killed, which makes it gangsters, innocent victims and school children. For me, I feel that we need to stand up. We need to stand up and make our voices heard because we need to say enough is enough. We've had it. Our children are even afraid to go to school. Our children want to be out there. They want to achieve their dreams in life. They want to have their goals in life, but if you start shooting at four o'clock in the morning, what do you think? How traumatized is that school child going to be? We have plus minus. I think a plus minus. I think about seven to eight schools, primary and high schools in our areas. Mm. Um, for a parent to think, okay, my child must go to school. Um, what is going to happen? I mean. We've had gangsters before. We never have to look off our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Our children could go to school. And yet today we have these gangsters. They don't care.
1: So you say they are trigger happy. Let's also hear from the other areas. Where else what's happening? <laughs> mm. well, what I can say is that uh, what is
3: happening in the Mises area specifically since the week before Easter, that's runnable by the 19th, up until where we are now, and plus minus maybe one, to one or two deaths to the light. The We're standing now between sixty one to sixty three deaths. Wow, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's like real that human a beings. That is real people. The emphasis that I want, want to make: these are not gangsters. They are people that happen to be involved in gangsters. They are people that somehow or another have choose to whatever they are choosing in this particular situation to be involved in gang violence. I think the, the challenge that we have is that we need to drastically start changing our wording. The word, the way that we phrase and say these things because it becomes dismissive particular to politicians and, and government officials where to the point that they can come easily oh this is gangs, this you know, this is a genocide. This is happening on our watch. And, I, and need I say, sir, that we are not being engaged by some foreign force and attack from something outside of our community. This is a war against ourselves. This is what we're doing. Towards, maybe not you, maybe not me, but somebody like ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's more tragic... Uh, the sheriff of our, one of our colleagues earlier is saying well, in previous years what we have if anybody died or get killed parents normally would rush and say no my child is not involved in gangsterism it's not you know it's... somehow or another that is gone deafening silent all the people of the overwhelming amount of people that has been fallen seem to very direct targeted approach of who needs to be go." Who needs to fall? Who needs to die? So there is a Sorry, thing I didn't that get that part,
1: but what do you mean?
3: What I'm implying here is that where we have in previous years, where people respond, if, if somebody gets shot, a young yeah, man gets shot, yeah. you know, a mum will up, run up to the rescue and says, no, my child has not been in a gang state, not been involved. What has happened this time around, there seems to be some odd quietness. So when somebody dies, parents, nobody even says anything. parents running to, parents are not running, wow. to the defense of it. So somehow or another, that is very disgusting. Do you think, think that's, that's almost an
1: acknowledgement
3: of, of At, uh, uh, or, or there couldn't be an other alternative one can that one can come to that that there's an acknowledgement that it is indeed
1: mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it become where it's become and, and that is what it is. Yeah. Maybe just if you can give us feedback in your in your neighborhood or the scenario that you find yourself. I mean, we're just trying to of course unpack for listeners what's happening and we'll get into the topic on we just need to understand first you know what, what's mm. happening on the ground
2: yeah look if, if one looks at former years um, and we've been around for a, for a little while on this earth so mm. we know what it was like formerly and what it's like mm. now um, with the old district six and all these places mm. you know and the group areas act and all that kind of stuff so one can trace the scene way 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 back mm. there but um, let's not let's not put the blame now let's not blame shift mm. it is a societal issue mm. at the end of the day um, it is the desensitization of kids within the homes where this has become the norm within home and the accepted norm within society look there 's nothing we can do These, they, they, are, they are gang there 's gang violence, people are shooting each other um, they 're doing it out of frustration and all that kind of stuff, but that is making a lame excuse for murder. Uh, we are just, you know, just, just, just sugarcoating the whole thing and saying, look, it's, it's, it's what they are frustrated about. Um, it's unemployment. Um, it's what the government calls the triple threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, crime, unemployment, and, and, and this kind of stuff. So, so we, we look at that, and we can excuse these things and say, n- say nicely, okay, fine, we can attribute it to that. I say these are the symptoms of what is at the root. Mm-hmm. If we can get to the root of the problem, then we can stop picking the leaves off the tree mm-hmm. and eradicate this whole thing and destroy it at the root. So the violence and,
1: and the murders, and the, that's all the symptoms? These are all just the mm-hmm. symptoms. Mm-hmm. The root will determine the fruit at the end of the day. Okay. So we're talking about the symptoms. I think we'd also like to go to, before we go for ad breaks, we'd like to go to um, another neighborhood as well. But you can conclude. For sure.
2: Yeah. So, so we, in, of late... I've watched uh, video clips, and I'm not privy to share them, but I'm, I've just monitored the euphoria of some of these teenagers within our communities. Kijk, wat gebeur gebeur net hier in onze community, moet kom, lees en kom, wat Anissa. You know, it happens nowhere else, and they are excited about it. And I asked myself the question, have we stooped to this level, are parents actually encouraging this, because they are rearing, they are breeding. What our, our, our lady said here earlier—they are breeding gangsters.
1: It's actually a culture right now. Mm. Okay. And before the ad break, let's hear from Grant.
4: Yeah, like uh, in Bontival currently, we we're experiencing major flare-ups in different pockets of Bontival, and it seems as if the whole Bontival is is at war. Um, this morning, or the past two days, as we've seen, some of the largest amounts of shots going off in Ponteville. Just this morning, for instance, I mean, uh, it saddens you when you uh, uh, hear that Brembo Way Primary School has to close because they are fearful for the safety of the children. Uh, a creche, uh, station house education centre had to close its doors this morning because of fear uh, to, that they can't, can't keep the children safe because it was going back and forth. Now, these are institutions in our community which provides a service, education and aftercare. And that's a concern because what does mommy now do? Does she stay at home to take care of the kids? And We have to unpack those issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the effects of the gang war, but we also have to talk to
1: the social or the roots of that problems. Okay, we'll get into all of those issues after the break. <laughs> Asalaamu alaikum, good evening. Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are asking, should the army be sent into areas of the Cape Flats where gang violence is basically taking lives? Now, we will soon be talking to A.B. Isaacs as well. He's the chairperson of the Mitchell Splane Police, community police forum. A.B. is, of course, no stranger to Burning Issue. He's been on the show before. A.B., good evening. Welcome back to Burning Issue. Okay, he's, we're getting him. But in a nutshell, we also want to look at what is happening on the ground when it comes to the community police forums, because they are, of course, a frontline interaction, you know, with the violence happening in our communities, particularly in Mitchell's plane, where we've heard from our guests. It's, it's quite a situation going down there. Listeners, Shukran, thank you for your WhatsApp messages as well, just to look at what listeners are saying. Listener 3770 says, Deploy the army and fight crime. Rebels are worse than gangsters, okay? The army is used to fighting rebels and supposed to keep the country safe. So why can't the army clean out the gangsters? That is one opinion. And I just want to read the disclaimer which says the views expressed in this program are not the views of the Voice of the Cape. It's management to staff. While we welcome a various uh, range of opinions, we just need to distance ourselves from what some of the opinions express. AB, welcome to Burning Issue.
7: Good
1: evening, wa alaikum salam. So, AB, I think what's important for us is to speak to you guys, the CPF, as well, because you are, of course, working with the police to combat the crime in your areas. So, tell us, do you have an update on what's happening? We believe the CPF has been having constant meetings with the police on effective policing, but it seems that gang safety plan, gang, pla- you know, the anti-gang plans are not working. Why, why is this the case? What's happening?
7: I think when we when we look at the the, the, the current uh, search activities uh, working around this really as you can guess it far, is that we need to relook really at the four pillar process as the South African police call it. And one of the four pillar approaches is that there needs to be community involved. So once again, um the the there's the outcry from the CPF um from to request communities to, to come and join the fight against crime. Over and above that the police needs to do what they are trained and what they have been employed to do is to combat crime. We are purely just a force multiplier um, as the CPF and the volunteers.
1: And what do you think about the idea that people are saying bring the in the army, will that help? Will that be a solution on the ground?
7: I think um at this stage as the CPF we did not take a, a position around it. But obviously there are different views around um training in the army. Um and, and so one would not want to um put a position, it's a personal position, but however, the executive, we haven't decided uh, around that one. Yesterday yeah, was mm-hmm. the polling late December when we had a particular position, but obviously that was um, not December, early, late last year, 2017. But obviously time has changed, so we need to revisit that position, and once the executive has met around that, and then we'll, we'll obviously pronounce ourselves around that
1: position. But so what, is, what are the pros and cons of bringing in the army? What are one, the pros and cons, yeah?
7: Yeah, one is that we, we, we simply need to understand that the army is not trained for urban, urban issues. But although we understand this, as, as we currently put it, we are uh, currently urban here. So at one stage we would like the, the army to, to, to be a force multiplier to the South African police services, purely as a backup. Um, in terms of currently what's happening on the Tetris. So so that's one element. Then also the other element that says that the army is not trained. They are trained, so to kill. Let's put it in that way. That's Mm -hmm. how uh, put it in a nutshell. That's my understanding.
1: So, I mean, when I hear the word army, I think about a war. Is this a war? Is the gang violence, does it feel like a war out there?
7: To honest, yes. Because at the, at the same time, people cannot sleep. Uh, our kids cannot go to school. Um, you know, our, our institutions of, of of education has become unsafe because of the shooting that's prevalent. Easy. just this afternoon, at a school in De- in 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 Valley, there were shooting while school went progress. Fortunately, the um, the, the um, education department then, then invited to close um, the school. Um, so not close to school, but allowed the kids to go home early. You know. It, it has an impact on, on education, specifically our, 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 our younger
1: generation. <laughs> Aby, let's leave it at that for now. We have a number of guests in the studio and would like to... Actually, wait, stay online. Stay online and, you know, just listen to what some of our guests are saying, particularly our guests from Mitchell's Plain. Um, you know, Aby, we've heard from Abe now, he's saying it's a war in Mitchell's Plain. What are your thoughts on that?
3: So it's certainly to, to the extent that uh, our normal way of living has been greatly impeded, uh, the way that we operate, the way that people are doing, all the freedoms and liberties which is being posed upon us from the Constitution has been taken away because people need to adjust and readjust their their lifestyles, time going in, time leaving home, so it is to that extent. Uh, However, to to say that we have a a full-on war uh, I sometimes have a sense of that because at the rate the right that people is has is, is been dying. Uh, I think specifically is that I have just measured over the last um, uh, month or so that in some areas of the world where there's active warring groups opposing each other, less people has died in what has been identified by United Nations as active war zones. And that was been happening in Mitchell's Plain, in Leaveny Hill, in Bonteville and various other places around uh, the Cape Flats. So, uh, I believe to a, to a large extent, specifically attacks upon schools, the fact that uh, uh, the, the killing of a person in, in, in a clinic, that gives a clear threat against the state, and as a consequence of it, we will need to ask the final why does government not allow to, uh, to, to, to elevate Uh, the specific response in relation to this.
1: Thank you for your feedback there and let's go for a quick break and we'll continue the conversation right after this. We are back on air and this is Burning Issue. I'm your host Aziz Kamaldin. I would just like to look at what's happening at the WhatsApp line. Shukran for all the feedback. Lots of people are saying deploy the army, but let's just get into some of the comments from listeners. Listener 8080 says, Salam, the community give these gangsters too much leverage. I stay in an overpark. A, a drag house opened two years ago next to me. I was thinking. Well, I was on the phone every single day to the police. The police came to raid every single day, and after two weeks, they were closed down. So the community must take back their neighborhood and get the gangsters out. And that's something that I was saying in the break. That is something I was saying in the break. Sorry, that is something I was saying in the break, that it seems that people constantly talk like they are victims and that they don't know what's happening in their community. Mm -hmm. I would like to put that question back to everybody in the studio. What are people in the community doing to push back gangsters to say that we don't want you here, we don't want the drugs? Can I please get some input?
2: All right, how do you push back a gangster? The question. And (laughs) I can reduce it to just one thing. Uh, might just uh, it might just be a generalization but you can't pinpoint this thing the community at large or i say or i should say most of the, the people in the community are are are, ha- are sort of harboring these guys it is guys it is people that are in their homes it is their sons it is their daughters it's their husbands their family members that is who these people are and they don't want to blow the whistle on these guys the Ammunition, the guns, the weapons and everything is stored or st- hidden within the homes, and they will not release that information to the um, community, um, neighborhood watchers or the South African police, for that matter. So they protect these people. Um, we talk out largely against this, um, and, and, and if that can be um, visited, and if people can own up and say, "Look, this is it. I'll pimp at my I know he's involved in criminal activity. He's one of those (laughs) that has caused somebody heartache. Somebody is, there's a janaza right now. He's probably been involved in that. He's probably handled the gun as well and passed it on to his fellow um, gang member. And he's taken someone else's life. So how does the community get involved? I say, speak out. Mm -hmm. Blow the whistle. Uncover the thing. That is how we're going to get to the root of the problem.
1: Okay, if anyone else? This, please feel like free to add. Yeah. If, go, go, go.
3: Yeah. If, if I can just bring you, uh, come in and just say, I mentioned it earlier, you know, in my, uh, the opening sentence, we are at a war against ourselves. Mm. This is not some foreign or strange thing, and, and you, you very rightfully, you know, let's start to take a deep breath about ourselves. Stop playing the victim game. Gangs have evolved over over many years to have become more sophisticated, more planned, more organized, various things. However, what they have maintained is a critical presence within the communities from which they come. Because they have found safe passage in operations for doing from where they can execute whatever. But who are they? They are somebody's son. Somebody's grandson, somebody's father, somebody's husband, brother-in-law. So they're members of the community. So, so that's one. The second one it is, is we have a, almost a culture in our community of silence and secrecy. Some or another, it's okay to back up my brother and my uncle for what they are doing so that they don't get arrested. But what they're doing against you, I can't get to. It's, and, and, and that is the perpetuation. So inadvertently, we have become an accomplices in the murder of it. I, okay. I, I know it sounds very strong, mm-hmm. but to a large extent, we are buying stolen property. We remain silent. We, we, we're latching out against the police, against authority. Everybody else becomes the enemy. So we Except need an army minister. of
1: citizens. We need an army that's of right. citizens, not an army with guns, that's right, to that's take right. back the neighbourhood. We need neighbourhood. to sufficiently
6: mobilise ourselves. Okay, let's see if we can. I just si- want yeah. to pass a comment yeah. on, uh, on Abi. No? he mentioned that uh, why the so-called government or government officials they decide they wanted to decide not to bring in that army. He mentions that because the army they are trained to kill. But, uh, when the gang lords, when they give the instructions to their guys, they go with one mission, and that is to kill. And in the interim, innocent people is been killed. and what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Innocent families is been you know har- harmed in this manner, and also people, children, and broader families all are suffering the pain. Uh-huh. No one is coming out to these people and console them. I mentioned this to Dan Plato, I told him, come out, come visit these people, console these people, send in people who are, you know, psychologists, in order to give them some, you know, some uh, um, counseling. So what I'm saying is that, you know, that uh, we need, like you have mentioned, we need people of the community to stand up together to combat this crime and this, you know, gangsterism, we have the ability to do it if
1: we stand together and if we u- unite, then we can do it. Yes, okay. let me also go back to the lines after the whatsapp messages because it's quite a lot coming through. This is an issue that's affecting a lot of people, right the whole yeah thing you can you can put the microphone and she can be able to speak because I also want to read the messages. Would you like to say something
5: um. This it's affecting issue. everyone. Mm-hmm. This is an issue that is not affecting only one area. This is an issue that is affecting the whole of the Cape Flats. Um, we are, we've been thrown out of our houses in the apartheid years. We've, be, we've been thrown onto the Cape Flats. When we were living in places like Claremont, Harfield, District 6, Simonstown, Korpaisel the has their coloured people. But when we were thrown out of those areas, we were put amongst people who we didn't know. In 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 our time, I would say, was yokent was meekend. And we need to take that is what we need to take back. Mm-hmm. Jokend is meekend. I was about to of jij nou putal Japie is en op je putal Leimi is en ik was stout op papa, dan gaat zin van mij daar, daar kreeg ik mijn pak van, als iedere gaat zin van Sabari, ik heb je gehaald. So we need to get that back. That is one of the most important things that we need to get back. Okay. But today, can I just make this sure, last comment? But today, our children has been given rights. So. The Children's Rights Charter says, if you hit your child, you are abusing that child. So the can say what they you say for you, then for your uncle.
1: Now, you know, one of our listeners sent an interesting WhatsApp message as well. Listener 6227 says, bringing in the army to fight gangsterism is not the answer. If you bring in the <coughs> army, more innocent people will be killed Listener 0079 says, one of the biggest problems is that the community is not prepared to give up the kids when they do something wrong, this touches on your point that you just made, where everyone should be sort of um, you know, working together to ensure that, you know, from a young age, young people stay on the right path So it says, when shootings takes place and police arrive and ask for info then people will say, "Onset het niks But they know where the shooters are and they know where they are hiding And then listener 0206 is just saying that you know um, Just mentioning the different areas of course that we had mentioned earlier And here's quite a lengthy message saying um, This is from listener 4199 Saying innocent people are dying And uh, let's just cut it a bit short It says Yeah, fighting fire with fire seems to be the conclusion. And it also says, this is somebody in a nutshell who is just saying, you know, um, that we should... Okay, anyway, that's way too long. I'm not going to go through all of that now. Listener 2132 says, why doesn't the Minister of Safety and Security want to bring out the army? And of course, this person is clearly um, supporting that idea and even saying... um, yeah, it just goes on I mean, I mean some of the messages go, just gone for way too long So let's keep it back to the conversation Here in the studio um, What I'd also like to touch on now Is what are your thoughts about bringing in the army Who wants to go? Grant Yeah, I think the The idea of bringing in the army You know,
4: right now it, it would only be a temporary relief for areas such as Devil, um Mitchell's Plain and, and Levendale, and those areas. And I think as much as we say we can't continue putting on a plaster over a festering wound, because that's what we're essentially doing if you bring in the army, mm. we have to look at... Mm. What is causing? What is the symptoms? What is the root of what is happening in our communities? And by, doing, by bringing in the army, we're just putting a plaster, we're just dressing it. But I think right now, a lot of our communities are desperate. are so desperate that we would go that route, even if it's... In my view, even if it's just a joint venture between SAPS and other law enforcement authorities on the ground, because we know army is not trained to, to, to fight gangs. We know they're not trained for detective work and all that, and they don't know the areas that well. So how are they going to come in? Where are they going to go? You know, and we know they supersede the law of SAPS. Mm. So who would take command where? You know, so we have to look at that and we have to ask ourselves really, we mu- possibly need some temporary relief, but in the absence of looking at the root cause, it can't happen.
1: Yeah. So we have about five minutes left before we take a break for the shia Um We'd like to just go around the table. Are there? What are your thoughts on bringing in the army? So you're saying that's just basically covering the wound with the I plaster. Let's I hear from w- someone I else. I will agree with
6: the gentleman. All right. There's so many things that is. Uh, I will put it this way. That contributes to gangsterism in drugs. Number one, poverty, unemployment. Now, poverty plays a major role. Unemployment. Why? Because what we find that these drug uh, drug lords, they themselves is making food and dishing out bread to the to the poor people. This is the happening in your community. Yes, yes, seen this. They making yeah. food to the poor people, and be ke- keeping the people. I will call it alive. In you know, feeding the poor the poor people. They are scared to speak. They are not going to give the drug lord away because the drug lord is looking after them. is seeing to their needs. So the government, what I suggested to Dan also on Friday, you know, you have a short term and a long term. So we can all join forces together. <coughs> all the communities, all the community leaders, all the community uh, NGOs, government side, the police command commanders, all everyone can join forces together. And we can bring a change, but we need government also to come on board to assist our people Because I told them to send these guys, especially the youth, to prison is not the solution Because they become worse in prison We have to establish empowerment centers Build empowerment centers outside Cape Town Take them out of Cape Town and empower them so that they can become changed people And also they can contribute to societies because many of them they don't want to be gangsters they have been forced into gangsterism
1: because do you of think community. maybe do you think maybe they also should be better facilities to even assist people and empower people in the communities instead of taking everyone out because it seems to be the problem is in the community yeah. you see what we say is yes most definitely in the community uh
6: to in the past you know I'm working with gangsters for a few years now mm-hmm. right and uh People can change. God has given each one the ability to change. Mm-hmm. And just two weeks or three weeks ago, I told Dan also that when the pastor and myself, he was standing on one side, I was coming out from Isha after Issa, They came, all of them had guns, about 12 of them. Mm-hmm. But phones, but phones, but phones. This is showing us, they are calling out for help. Uh-huh. They are calling out. that they want to make a oh. change? Mm-hmm. I on my way here. I had fifteen of them. Before I came to the studio, fifteen of them. Yeah. You know what? They I got. To, I can show you. I recorded it especially because I want to show Dan, I want to show Rasul. This is what I'm talking about. These people are crying. They begged me, Maulana, please take us out of these areas. Take us out of these areas. Mm-hmm.
1: They are crying. So the government have to step up. Okay. And to call them in Lavendale, Do you think that the army should come to your neighbourhood? Do you think that will help? Do you think that will improve anything? As a,
5: what was your name, sir? Talk to Grant. the microphone, please. Grant. 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 As Grant has said, the army is only a plaster. We've had the army in Lavendale. and when the army left, things became even worse. Things became so worse that we are now sitting with what we are sitting. Fifty people in a month time? Si? No. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. A young, innocent, um, schizophrenic boy. I think he's about his 20, he's a guy that was killed last week. That's a young, innocent, schizophrenic child. He doesn't have a home. He <laughs> goes door to door to door to door. He sat at this guy who is a businessman. He sat at this guy's house 3 o'clock in the morning. They came by because this guy gives him, like, here's a, a sticky bread, picking for a, bit of a fruit for you. Then he goes along his way. Uh, they shot this child in his face. Another child, I don't know, Molana, if you remember, Bolly.
7: Yes,
5: sir. Bolly came from the other side of Lavender he went to the kids shelter for a piece of bread. They killed him, he's not a gangster and they know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what is happening in our area? Why can't we do something about it? You know, I've said, one day I said to somebody, the South African Navy and the government, it is skipper, but and see and why not pick up all these gangsters? Put them on there and give them training. It's no use you're going to say put them in prison because in prison they're going to escape. Put them in the deep sea and train them for six months, for a year, and bring them back into the community. At least then, they escape and they will training. I love the passion of Auntie Coulthum.
1: We are going to take a break now for Ishai, and when we get back, we'll go into the WhatsApp messages and hear more about solutions. Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. Shukran once again for all the WhatsApp messages. I don't even think I can read through all of this, but I have to. We have to acknowledge what our listeners are saying. We have to look and engage with our community. So we are going to go through those messages, but right now I would like to welcome to the show Mark Rousseau. And he's from the Steenberg Community Police Forum. We have, of course, heard from A.B. Isaacs, who's the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. And the reason why we have the police forum on is because the community police forum on rather is because they are dealing directly with the situation, they are also helping to fight crime and gangsterism. Mark, welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, okay? I'm good, thank you. So, Mark, um, let's talk about the Steenburg Community Police Forum's response to what's happening in communi- in the communities that you serve.
8: Yeah, look, we've been, um, for the last three to four weeks, um, we've had forensic shootings, um, mostly drive-by shootings, in, in our precinct, uh, mostly in Lavender Hill, um, and then it sort of spilled over into Capital Village. Um, and both areas fall within, within, um, uh, Stenberg community police forums, um, and, and Stenberg police station in, you know, within our policing. There's also been shootings in Hillview, um, but, uh, a lot of people are confused that Hillview doesn't even, doesn't, it doesn't actually fall, um, under Stenberg, it falls under and And, um, and, and of late for the last two weeks, I would say most of the shootings that happened, um, were gang related and they, 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 for the most part took place in, in Hillview. Um but we 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 uh, uh, we dumbstruck at the moment and looking at ways and how how to curtail the shootings. Um I mean we had we had uh, several tragedies. Um the, the 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 toddler that was shot two weeks ago um in a drive by shooting. Um and we've had several innocent victims, um some of them um fatal were, were fatally wounded. Um and in, in there were two or three incidences where it was actually children that was involved. Like um, innocent, innocent victims.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, why particularly drive-by shootings?
8: The drive-by shootings is it's, it's very difficult to police. I mean, that is why the gangsters have resorted to that um, because it's um, you know they 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 pull up to a house or to wherever they want to want to want to shoot. They 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 fire off the shots and, and off, off the drive. Most of the time, they use stolen vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can't, can't be identified um, even if they get the vehicle so it can't be traced back to, to any, any one particular person um, and it's, it's more and more um, the, most of the shootings that has happened in our precinct there has been um, Drive-by shootings because of the fact that it's difficult to police and, and it's easy to get away.
1: But are community members and eyewitnesses coming forward? Are they contacting the community police yes, for them?
8: very much. I must, I must commend the community on it. Um, the uh, The police have made some good arrests, and the arrests have been made were from from um, information gathered from um, the community. Because remember, the community, uh, the communities on the ground, they uh, in most cases know who the shooters are. Um, and they can easily identify them and, and, and I must commend the community that um, the arrest that the police have, have made so far um, was largely dependent on the information provided by by the community members and I was just hoping that the, 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 the justice system comes to the party. Yeah. And,
1: I, must tell and, you you, know, I must tell you, yeah. by the way, that we have in studio a guest from Lavender Hill and also a guest from Hillview. And these are both persons who are working on the ground as well, more in a yeah. community um, perspective. My last yeah. question to you um, is about the army. What do you think? Do you think the army should be um, coming into areas where gang violence has been spiraling out of control?
8: Yeah. Look, I know there's a there's a big outcry for the army, and it's a very contentious issue. Um, we must remember one thing: the army isn't trained in the police. The army is army; it's a national defence force. So, um, the, the, the 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 problem the the the, the, um, the problem is it's not that the army must be called in. The solution to this problem would be that um, we need more resources. We need more boots on the ground, so which means we need more police members. We need we need more vans. We need resources. That is, that would go. The army will also, to bring the army into the area, that's a short-term solution. Um, But if you want to deal with it effectively, it will call for effective policing and more resources.
1: Okay. And, And just quickly, I mean, how can the, I mean, is it also about empowering the community in some way? Because that is really, I mean, you know. The, the if I can be quite blatant, the gangsters are actually part of the community and from the community. And they and, are.
8: And, mm-hmm. and, and you know in, in, in a lot of instances, um, a lot of the community members and especially the parents, look these these gangsters they have family, they have parents, they have sisters, they have brothers. And a lot of the times the community are culpable as well because they know who these people are and they and they're they reluctant to, to um to provide information. You can also on the flip side of the coin is that you can understand that they may be um, they may be fear of reprisal. But, you know, there's, there's anonymity. Um, um, uh, most of the time, these, these, uh, they get, I mean, they wouldn't even know who, it's, it's an SMS, it's a phone call to the, to the station, and uh, it's just dropping a name, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the police will take it from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, the community is, is, is very really active. Um, like I said earlier on, we, we do get a lot of support from the community in terms of, <laughs> of, of the arrest that we've made. Um, and also we have, we have active neighborhood watches in all these areas. Despite of the, of the shootings, our neighborhood watches are very active. In, 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 in Lavender Hill in Stenberg in Kampter Village and, um, and and we can just I can just say you know just once again um, say thank you to the community for the information that they have provided us for mm-hmm. because without without their input I mean um, this we will actually we, 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 we haven't lost the battle yet okay but it will be it will be futile you know without the community
1: okay that is Mark Rousseau his spokesperson of the Steenberg Community Police Forum Mark any closing remarks before we let you go
8: yeah, I just, I just hope and pray, uh, we just hope and pray that, that, uh, we, we can, uh, get to a stage where we can curtail, um this, uh, um, this, this violence. And, and it, and you know, it's not only, I, I, saw an article today, um over the last two weeks, 44 people have been killed in gang-related shootings, uh, um, over the, in the Western Cape. I mean, that's factory. The statistics are absolutely And so. yet even we they don't. don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's what scary is. We just played volunteer and then other part.
1: Yeah. You know? Mark, we're going to have to leave it at that. Thank you very much for your input. Um, I really have a lot of messages coming through. Mark, they're so there, the spokesperson of the Steenberg Community Police Forum. Guys, you know what's scary for me? So many people are dying, and I feel like a lot of people are just sitting and watching. Do you feel that too? That's what I feel. Uh,
3: yes, yeah, that's a genocide. This, uh, somehow or another, uh, you know, crucify me, do whatever you want to, but but I cannot leave this th- strong thought in my mind. Somehow or another, it seems almost an orchestrated, deliberate uh, allowance mm-hmm. that this thing is spiraled out of control to where it is to serve what end, and... And in my little mind, to a certain extent, I think there's there is a political end mm. to all of this, mm. and and I'm not going to poke my my, my my finger in the eye of the ANC or anybody else here. However, this cannot consistently happening on this level, particularly we're now in 2018. Over the last 10 years, sir, okay. if you look and I very meticulously follow the crime states. There's been a consistent escalation of murder, uh, contact crime has been on the increase on the Western Cape and something's going to go wrong.
1: Yeah. I just quickly also want to acknowledge our um, WhatsApp uh, listeners sending us messages. I've actually got a listener all the way from Maputo in Mozambique listening. That's interesting. Jose, thank you very much for listening to Voice Over the Cape. Of course, we are live streaming on the website www. Dot vocfm.co.za. So, um, other messages coming in on the WhatsApp line, of course, I'm going to read parts of it because some of the messages are very long. Um, this is from listener 6886 saying, I'm working, I belong to the neighborhood watch in Rocklands, and the person is saying, um, the community can take back the streets if the community stands together. Mm. And that is a clear message coming from that listener. And then listener 4556 says, The army isn't the answer. We need to unite communities. And only through unity can we destroy this cowardice. But the problem we are facing is that the gangsters come from families who cover who cover for them basically. And then also listener 4852 says, uh, We need to stand up to these gangsters and stop making excuses. And then it also says uh, politicians only make these comments for name and fame. Listener 3770 says ganglords are the new government and gangsters live by their own constitution. It says tell the government to take back their power and they are all looking too weak to do it. So there are many opinions coming through. Um, It's just streaming in. Um, I want to also focus back in the studio on solutions because we now you know we, we we have these different ideas. Some people are saying bring in the army. Other people are saying no, the community should um, be involved. Other people are saying the army is just going to kill more people. You know, do we need to see more killings? That's that that that, that is what Can is I being said. Say sure,
6: please. You see when uh, uh, Dan plot and all these guys, they. Uh, uh gave orders to uh, establish a base in our area, police base in our area. So in the very first few days when the base started in our area, about, I think, 20 to 25 guys, chunky, funky, surrounded these guys with guns and told them, if you're going to make any arrests, we will kill you. Now they bring people from outside the areas who don't know these gangsters, where is the hideout, where are the places, Although they are telling us that yes, the seps is working hand-in-hand, local SEPs like Musenberg and Steenberg are working hand-in-hand with, with these guys. So uh, that's why we called in Dan Plato last week, Friday, for a special meeting to explain to us what is the mandate of this special operation or, you know, uh, police base or whatever they want to call it. What is uh, what is the purpose behind it? What What is the mandate? So, you know, I can give examples, I will just give two examples. One, my neighbour, he's a community worker. He, all the years in Ramadan, he see the food parcels, he's making soup, he's making food to the people. He drove in that particular area because it is his neighbourhood. They shot on him six bullets. He was almost a janaza. He, a few metres away from where this base is operating op- Operating from. He called for help. You know what they replied? This is not our problem. You must wait for the Musenburg police station uh, 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 Musenburg police to come out And you must give a statement to them That is one Second example One of our congregants He was shot on his car also Almost a genocide also He ran to them He left his car He ran to them Please I need help and assistance They just shot on my car You know what they told him You must go back To the danger zone Go back there And wait for the Musenburg police station To give you a, A complaint or whatever report so now, the
5: base,
6: the base camp He went to the base camp For help and for assistance They told him, no You <laughs> must go back into the danger area Where his car is Wait for the Musenberg police station To take your report To your complaint, whatever the case may be <laughs> Now, this is not making sense Because why? Well, what is the purpose of this base camp? And, the uh, third point I want to make is You see I'm not racist And forgive me, I'm not racist They're sending in black people. The black people don't care of our brown, our common, our colored people. They don't care. They laugh it off because I've witnessed it when I, one morning, I went there and I make a yellow bohai. They were playing cards and I asked them, what is your mandate here? Why are you here? If you're not serving the purpose for why you've been sent, then leave our areas because you are wasting our tax money. Are you
1: talking about police officers?
6: I'm speaking of the base camp for which then and okay. These oh, government officials <laughs> have to <put laughs> Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, Grant from Ponteville.
4: Yeah. Look, as the joint peace forum, we've we've recognised um, that there should be alternatives in the communities, especially for our youngsters. There's absolutely no alternatives. It, it just seems like. When they done with school, there's nothing else for them to do. So, you know, just just on the work that we've done, and when we talk about solutions, you know, we've we've established a hiking club. There's the jazz yard, the canopy. There's the Pontebo Third Scouts Club. There's the block formations that we've established, and then we have uh, recreational fun days on these uh, recreational areas, the fiascs, any uh which which gangs must now have kind of used now as a battleground okay. so we kind of reclaiming those grounds as a recre- recreational areas and then we also have the trauma counseling because we've, we've realized that a lot of people uh, are dealing with these traumas of this but when we when we also talk about the, the plans or, or, or what are the plans we also need to talk to the integrated safety plan. Where is the plan? From national government, from provincial government, from city government? There should be a plan. Mm-hmm. And why isn't this plan being implemented? Is there money for the plan? Why is the money being sent back if there's money for it? The, you know, the, this plan involves a lot of stakeholders like SEPs, the Department of Education, Social Services, national, provincial uh, government, NGOs, Justice Department. And then there's the, this, this other thing that we also have to talk about, is this thing of spatial planning. It seems more and more that our people are being crammed up into areas like Bonteville. We, we, we're building houses in Bonteville that's already crowded. Spatial planning from the city side entails that we move people out of the already overcrowded areas and to the city centres. So why isn't th- those things happening? Because it seems we, 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 we're we packing bontivo and Mellenberg and all these places with more and more people, but we're not providing additional resources like schools, because our schools are already full. Uh-huh. Now we're sending more kids into the school because we're going to we're gonna build more houses. So, so instead a of much
1: bigger s- this is a much bigger Jesus. solution than just kind of like saying, kill the gangsters, <laughs> send in the army. This is like rebuilding a society. Yeah. But, but what we
4: are saying, we realize that <coughs> that people are looking for a solution now, mm-hmm. yeah. And probably we don't have the answers for that right now, and that's why people are calling for the army. But we also have to realize that this has happened over a lengthy period of time. This is this is a marathon; it's not a sprint. Mm. We have to acknowledge that, and we have to come together, such as these, and the role players have to come to the party. Where's saps. Where's the Department of Social Services? Where is the Department of Education? Where's the truancy plan?
1: Yeah, I think we should get some of these role players on the radio, actually. They should be sitting and answering a lot of the questions. Because the messages that are coming through, it's clearly messages of frustration from a lot of people. Listen to 0115, for example, says, the solution is change the law and declare gangsterism as terrorism against the people of South Africa and bring in the army. Now that is a frustrated person sitting somewhere in our community and saying, you know what, this isn't just gangsterism, this is actually terrorism. Is there any comments that you guys want to add? I mean, I can also go through the WhatsApp messages, there is a lot of stuff here. I just think, you
3: know, and as again like you're saying, it's as a level of frustration and, and I want to echo what Grant says. Uh, it's a collective, constructive coming together of all role players building long-term sustainable things in place. But some of the immediate things is, I think we need to start to assume responsibility mm-hmm. just for our own actions, for our own attitudes, our behaviours, how we engaging as families. Those fami- members of families out there, and I want to really pause into saying this. You know what? I'm very sympathetic. If your son, if your daughter, your, your family is caught up as a consequence of, of gangsterism and all of it. I understand as a father, as a parent, as a grandfather, it must not be easy. It's to, to, to live in fear of your own. However, I would want to say is that while you continue to allow this person to continue to operate from your home, the circumstances in your own personal space and environment and everybody else around you continue to suffer as conscious. We want to call upon, humbly upon those parents and those mothers, come out come out ask for help ask to be assisted mm-hmm. many of them we know that you that you need help
1: yeah so we have a caller welcome to burning issue assalamu alaikum
0: alaikum salam and salam to the uh, panel and also good evening to the other panel <coughs> i just want to say that uh, uh, first of all the police they if, uh, if you, you give them information they want to say to ask you did you see that it was done were you there when the the crime was committed right so they're not going to listen to you then <clears throat> the other thing is about the army many years ago the army came to mitchell's plain, especially where there was a gang fight in town for the people was killed the army came into because i don't know why is it they are not sending the army inside here the other point the reason uh one point that i want to stress about the army is that if they say the army is there, they, they, they are trained to kill. Why do they send the army overseas, other countries, out of our country, from our ratepayers' uh, money to protect their people? But when they go there, they rip the people. So why is it they cannot come and protect our people uh, in, in our own area? In our own, because we are the taxpayers. The other point here is what is going to stress is that The killings does not come alone here from the local gangsters. It comes right from inside the prison. The orders are sent out from the prison. And we are now also accommodating those people. Mm -hmm. Shukran.
1: Shukran very much there to call to the caller for the feedback. We'll go to a quick break and then I would like to acknowledge more of the WhatsApp messages. (laughs) So let's just quickly acknowledge the WhatsApp messages and we actually did have a message as well from a person in Maputo. Jose, thank you for your message. It says um, this: it's not such a good idea to bring in the army because innocent people might get killed and then also if we are looking at the local listeners 5224 says give youngsters who are using drugs and give gangsters life skills because prison is not the answer then listener... 5796 says the army can't do anything, neither can the government. Okay, anyway. Then listener 9834 says parents don't care anymore. Okay, that's mm-hmm. interesting as well. And then listener 2124 says ocean view is also bad, and I feel they can bring in the army and raid every house. Okay. Because there are guns, apparently, everywhere. And then also, listener, uh, let's see. Some of the messages are very difficult to read because some people don't type in full words. (laughs) quite. So it's a bit difficult for me to read all of it. But I'd like to acknowledge the messages, of course. Um, Then also, listener 0115 says, uh, There have been 150 gunshots heard. From Bonteville in three days, and it's terrible. You're from Bonteville. Yes. Sir. Can you confirm that?
4: Well, I, I can't. I can't say accurately how much, but I mean, yeah. in various uh, pockets of Bonteville, it, it has it has been rampant, you know, and um, it seems that uh, it's it's just it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, in uh, in the back streets, uh, in the last two days, I mean, there, there was nothing less than fifty shots. Um, and then you have the B block um, at Pontival Station side. This morning alone, uh, nothing less than 30 shots went off. And this is back and forth, you know, so,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So in wrapping up, because we have literally about three minutes left, um, I think we've had an interesting conversation. We've been able to talk a lot about the challenges have also been able to provide forward some solutions. Listener 7629 says, um, Shukran for the nice program. I stay in Lavender Hill. Thursday we buried a loved one. He was not a gangster. He was on his way to work. And um, the police in Hillview did not respond to the shooting. And they told... Yeah, I mean... That's quite crazy as well. And in fact we have people from Hillview and Lavendel sitting in this video.
6: In fact, studio. I had it on uh, our yeah, I know same, who they're yeah. yeah. He's a youngster, I got him married, I mm-hmm. gave name to the child and I had to bury the father. Yeah.
1: You oh. see? This is a like happening in our areas. Yeah. Liss- March. March. yeah. Listener seven four eight nine mm-hmm. is saying if our country this is now really now a, a view of someone who's clearly very frustrated. If our country can go back to the death penalty, then we would find less crimes. And Yeah, you know, and the last message that I have time for is from listener 5321 who is saying, The army is sitting polishing their boots all day. Train them and use them to fight crime in dangerous areas. And I just want to read one last message from listener 5773 says, "Salam alaikum, my son was shot while he was at the shop near our house. And that was in 2015. And in 2017, my husband was robbed and killed. Then the police just say, They want witnesses before they can open a case. Now whose side are they taking? This is what is happening in our community. And this is why we are raising the issue. And of course, people are asking the question, should the army be sent in? Now we are going to give our guest in studio time. We only have a minute and a half for brief closing remarks from each guest. Now that's asking a lot of you, but try your best.
2: All right. Yeah, listening to, to, to what the, uh, the, um, those have been sending messages in right now, and, uh, and purely it's frustration. And, and I guess as we sit around the table, we are also at a level of frustration right now. Um, I, I, would, I would suggest
1: get rid of the corruption. Yeah. Corruption. Yeah. Let's just our keep our, our, our answers brief because there we be. have to... Go to the next show soon. Uh,
3: I just want to once again thank you very much for this initiative from Voice of the Cape and for all of its listeners. I think mm-hmm. it's a great one. Let's continue to, to have this conversation and and, and get each other motivated.
1: Grant, you want to go?
4: Yeah, I think this is not just the Bontival and the Menemberg and the Leven deal and the Mitchell's Plain area. This is a collective, and the Cape Flats problem. And we really have to talk to this problem on the Cape Flats, particularly. So mm-hmm. once again, thank you for the radio station for hosting. Absolutely, this.
1: you can keep us informed about what's happening in your community in future as well, Auntie. Yes, please would like
5: please to go say ahead. shukaran to Yazid for, for having us on your session I'd also like to thank all the people that are here around the table I'd like to say we should have more of this because that we can put our, ge- our heads together so that we can say it's not as Grant has just said it's a Cape Flats thing and we as the people of the Cape Flats we need to get to the root of it so that we can sort it out Shukran.
6: I say shukran for Yazid and all the uh, inshallah that have come.
1: Yeah, now if we unite, then inshallah we will combat this inshallah. Fantastic, and that's the end of this week's burning issue from myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Assalamu